So today, um, I, I take a moment and we recognize the fact that we live in victory because of what has happened today. We live in victory. Cancel, cancel culture, there's, there's a lot spinning around, isn't there? Cancel, cancel culture, and so I entitled today, Cancel Culture and the Resurrection Plot. Cancel culture and the resurrection plot. So this is nothing new. Cancel culture and cancel people and all of that has been something that's gone on from the beginning of time. We just have phrased it a lot better maybe than others. Okay? So if Jesus were you know, here today in person, in fact, why would Jesus have been canceled? Why would Jesus have been canceled? Because probably he invited a tax collector, a scoundrel, to his house, right? Canceled. Why why would Jesus be canceled? Because he fed 5,000 or 3,000 or he fed 10,000 people, but he left out a certain group of people. Canceled. Jesus... If I read the New Testament, Jesus walked by people uh, every day that hadn't been healed because we know that after Jesus resurrected and was gone, there were still people that were sick. Jesus didn't go and heal them. Would he have been canceled because he walked by them? Religious leaders were constantly trying to cancel. Culture was constantly trying to eradicate this Jesus. The very first Easter, the Jewish power players conspired to make sure plans for Easter would be canceled. So, okay, turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 27, and I'm going to start reading through the Easter story. And for those of you that need a refresher, I'm giving it to us today. Here we go. Matthew chapter 27. We know that Jesus had been on Good Friday. He'd be put on the cross. He had been killed, taken down, put in a tomb, And now we arrive at this resurrection. And there was a little bit of nervousness in Matthew 27 because of what had been spoken of. The next day, verse 62, on the Sabbath, the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate. And they told him, sir, we remember what that deceiver, that means Jesus, once said while he was still alive. After three days, I will rise from the dead. So we request that you seal the tomb until the third day. This will prevent his disciples from coming and stealing his body and telling everyone he was raised from the dead. If that happens, we'll be worse off than when we were at first. And Pilate replies, take guards and secure it the best you can. So they sealed the tomb and posted guards to protect it. Okay, now, it's surprising the Jewish, the Jewish leaders, in my mind, the Jewish leaders are going, wait, wait, wait. We remember that he told us that he was going to actually come alive after three, you know, after three days and resurrect. And they remember this, and they understood, but they, they didn't believe it. But even those that were closest to Jesus, Jesus had told them, and they're like, they're, they're not buying it. They're like, what? What? this isn't working. This isn't working the way we wanted it to, and the, and, and the Jewish leaders wanted to make sure that the disciples would not try to perpetuate a hoax. A hoax. And then Pilate agrees to help them do what? Cancel Jesus. And cancel Easter by posting guards. He goes, go secure the tomb as best as you can. And I mean, think about this. The disciples, the best I know, when, when Jesus was uh, being taken away, 
there's a sword that comes out. Some say it was Peter, and he cuts the ear off of a guard. The disciples weren't well, like, they didn't have an arsenal of weapons, to my knowledge. Okay? And so, the disciples, these, these individuals had fled when Jesus was crucified, except for the women and Joseph and Nicodemus who buried Jesus. In my mind, who do they think is going to come to overcome two or more armed guards? Who do they think? And why would the disciples try to steal the body? Have you ever thought about it? Why would the disciples try to steal the body? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14 says this. For those of us that call ourselves Christians, if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. If Jesus was dead, the movement was dead. The movement, and hence, you all can pack your bags and go home and quarantine for the rest of your days. Because we've been really deceived and really tricked. In fact, there was no plot to steal Jesus' body. After lying low on the Sabbath, the men were hiding out somewhere, and only some women ventured out at dawn on Sunday. Hardly a threat to armed guards, Roman soldiers at a tomb. And so, Pilate's words, though, became a prophecy. Go, secure the tomb as best as you can. And how secure was that? Well, go to Matthew chapter 28, and let me read, beginning at verse 1. Here's how secure it was. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. I think that might be my response to some degree, too. Okay. Then the angel spoke to the woman, don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And now, go quickly. Tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy, and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. As they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, and they grasped his feet, and they worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. The resurrection of Jesus went on as planned. Okay? The guards fall in this earthquake. This angel in this bright shining light, this is the dawn of the day, they were so afraid they shook, and the women heard the angel say, don't be afraid, do not be afraid, of course. Were they afraid? Would you be afraid? I'd be afraid. Okay? Yet the angel challenged their fear with news that they could hardly imagine. He's not risen, or he's not dead, he is risen. He's not here, he's alive. As the women hurried, afraid yet filled with joy, Jesus meets them and he says to them what? Do not be afraid. And many are saying because of these days, the pandemic, the uncertainty, the political unrest, the dissension, all the anxiety spinning in our culture, that with all of that, 
it's why we fear. Why, why should we not be afraid? It's, it's what we're facing, right? It's, we should be afraid, right? Not because we don't see the danger, no. Why, why should we not be afraid? We see danger, right? We see obstacles, we see issues, we have issues. We, we're wanting to be safe and secure. Why should we not be afraid? Because we have everything under control. Do you have everything under control? I have nothing, nothing under control, okay? I don't have anything under control. We should not be afraid, Because Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. And if that doesn't make you want to just... Okay, we're just going to crank up the music. Everybody stand. No, I'm just messing. I'm not going to do that right now. But we may celebrate. Why should we not be afraid Jesus is alive? And on Easter, my prayer for us is expressed by Paul in Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. And this is a prayer... I bring to you today, I pray that the eyes of your heart, whether you're a believer or somebody that is seeking, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. It's the power, that power is the same as the mighty strength the same power that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. And it's for you. God's power doesn't make our fear disappear, but it's greater than anything you fear. Did you get that? God's power doesn't make our fear disappear, but God is greater than anything we fear. And I pray that that will resonate in your soul today because he is risen. He is alive. The Jewish power players were afraid and afraid that if they, people feared God more than them, they would what, lose out? They would still try to cancel Jesus and cancel Easter? We're out. And then let's look at Matthew 28, verses 11 and following. It says, As the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and told the leading priests what had happened. A meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. You know, $3 million or something. I mean, it's just an astronomical amount to bribe these soldiers so that they would keep quiet. And they told the soldiers, you must say Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping, and they stole his body. If the governor hears about it, we will stand up for you so you, don't, so you won't get in trouble so the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say and the story spread widely among the jews and they still tell it today and there are many places around the world that don't believe in the story that we are celebrating in the resurrected jesus Because of that. And so, in my mind, the Jewish leaders did not want to discover the truth about what happened. They weren't interested in investigating the truth about what happened. They wanted to manage the truth about the resurrection. They wanted to just manage through it, and they didn't want the truth revealed. People do that. People that they don't want to face the truth. Think about this. Financial problems, you don't, oftentimes you're just trying to manage your life through the struggles, and you're not trying to figure out why you're having the struggle. Anybody ever do that? 
you, you just manage it. You're like, you never kind of get to the issue. So like with financial problems, they're managed for a while by credit card debt or addiction in families might be managed by not talking about the problem. Sins are hidden and conflicts avoided by silent treatments and passive-aggressive stuff and depression is masked by a smile. And as the coronavirus and all that we've been going through as a culture had emerged, politicians and world leaders have said all kinds of different things, haven't they? Have you ever felt confused? (laughs) Just turn on the news, man. Just flip from channel to channel and read and take in the information and you're like, Yes, masks, no masks, masks, no masks, whatever. And, and, and yes, you should cancel them because they did this. And I mean, it's, it's hard to believe, right? And some of us are sitting in here and we're, <clears throat> and we're like, yeah, we got to do something about that. And other people are like, that's a joke and that's a hoax. And if I ask you guys to even stand, stand up today and to go, who believes this? <laughs> and who believes this? <laughs> it would, it'd be like, split the church. Right? It would split I me, mean, it would just split the church. But the thing we have in common, regardless of what you believe as far as political or mass or the CDC or whatever it might be, we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right? You, we believe in that and we celebrate that. And that's why we're not ashamed to talk about it and celebrate. We, Jesus has risen. And people, though, what they do is they try to manage, they've tried to manage the pandemic and skirt things and all of that type of stuff. And so death tolls we don't know, and we want to, they're trying to protect economies and governments and political leaders. And then stuff, truth comes out, and I'm, I'm still waiting for truth, truth to come out about certain things going, oh, now I understand, but I don't know if it will. Leaders submitting the full extent of what's happened globally. It's a bat. No, it's a lab. The Jewish power players did not want to know the truth about whether Jesus rose from the dead. I need you to understand that. They did not want, they did not want the truth. Otherwise, they would have investigated it. And we would have talked about that. They wanted to, Jesus rose from the dead and they only wanted to manage the situation for if Jesus rose from the dead, it would threaten their way of life and their very existence. It would threaten their way of life. They would no longer have ultimate religious authority and they would lose status. They would lose status, money, and support. And the truth of the resurrection would threaten their way of life and the entire Jewish establishment. Even today, some people see the resurrection of Jesus as a threat for if Jesus rose from the dead, if Jesus rose from the dead, what? Jesus is Lord He has the authority on moral behavior. Jesus demands total commitment to his kingdom of righteousness and transformation. Jesus asks people to do what? Humble themselves, take up their cross of service, and submit to his authority. And if you don't want to do that, then you don't have to follow Jesus. But that's what he's asking. He's asking that from you, he's asking that from me, and he's asking that from those who still have yet to believe. If Jesus rose from the dead, anything is possible, isn't it? (laughs) If Jesus rose from the tomb, came out of the tomb, anything is possible. 
man. And forgiveness is possible. For those of you living in here bitter, forgiveness is possible. If emotional as well as physical healing is possible, if you're here today and you've got something going on internally inside of you, emotional distress, physical distress, whatever, healing is possible. Relationships can be restored. Unhealthy habits overcome and sins defeated because of the resurrection. Man, this is good news, but it's also a threat to the way of life that denies the power and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, the risen Lord, claims authority over all things, our relationships, our habits, our favorite sins, and our pride. Jesus calls for ultimate authority over that. To which our culture would go, canceled, you're out, see ya. But not for those of us that are followers of Jesus. The Jewish leaders recognized the threat, so they man- tried to manage this, and the guards were paid really good to spread the story about the disciples stealing the body while they were asleep. And by the way, the stone in front of the tomb was heavy enough that the women knew they couldn't move it, if you historically know anything about tombs and stones and all of that. And moving the stone would have made some noise and probably would have awakened the guards. But the guards took the money and circulated the story, a story to cancel Jesus and cancel Easter, yet Jesus couldn't be canceled. Why? Because the resurrection really happened. The resurrection really happened. Mary and Mary Magdalene, expecting to find a dead body, saw and heard the angel, and they saw Jesus in his resurrected body, and Mary Magdalene had a conversation with Jesus. The women then go, and they take the news, and they share the news about the, with the disciples, and, and, and uh, Peter runs to look in the tombs. Think about this. The people that were closest to this Messiah, this Jesus, the Savior of the world, did not have a plot to remove his body because when they heard that his body had been removed, they're running to go, what in the world has gone on? The closest ones to him were not interested in trying to fake this deal. They're just trying to figure out, what? Peter runs, and he believed even though it made no sense to him, even though he'd been told he had been a little slow. Two other disciples were met on the road to Emmaus, And sad and disappointed, Jesus joins them on the road, and they didn't recognize him right away until he sat with them and he ate with them. And then what do they do? They run back to Jerusalem, and they tell the other disciples, and Jesus appears, and he enters rooms that are shut, and he speaks with them, and he ate with them. And then even one of the 12 who was not there with them doubted, and we know the story of Thomas, and he gets to touch Jesus' scars. And he goes, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. And then I was having a conversation this week with a friend that is kind of a seeker. And I said, did you know that historically and biblically, Jesus was actually seen, documented seen, by over 500 people post the resurrection? He's like, uh-uh. He's like, no way. He goes, I've never heard that. I mean, I've heard Bible stories, but I, n- I never knew that. And I said, did you just think we just kind of like just made this up randomly? 
Paul tells us that Jesus then appeared to more than 500 followers of his. And that's not, that's not counting even others. That potentially is undocumented. He also appears to James, one of his brothers who did not believe in him and had even tried to take him away as a crazy man. And after Jesus ascends into heaven, the brothers of Jesus were with the other believers in the upper room and James became a leader in the early church, in the New Testament church. You see... The only explanation for their changed view of Jesus, in my mind, the only explanation for their changed view of Jesus was that they saw Jesus alive after his death on the cross. Otherwise, why would they do this? Why would these disciples take their lives, lay them down, and ultimately most of them die a martyr's death? Why in the world would you do that? Oh, I'm going to die for somebody that just is dead. And the whole mission and purpose, I'm, no, you'd be like, I'm out. Cancel Jesus, cancel Easter. The resurrection of Jesus made it possible for the, it, it made it impossible for the disciples to stay silent. And Peter and John, when they were warned by the authorities to stop speaking about Jesus in Acts 4.20 says this, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen, what we saw and what we have heard. No, if you believe in Jesus and that he rose from the dead, Jesus cannot be canceled and Easter will never be canceled. And of course, some say we cannot know whether Jesus actually rose to life because it was a long time ago and uh, almost too long for us to imagine the truth of it. And I thought about that but just because history, time passes in 100 years and 500 years and 1,000 years and all of that, does that change the historical reality? It doesn't. People would like to think that. That just because there's, oh, it's, this is so long ago. Mm. So which story is more compelling? The story of the soldiers or the story of the disciples who risked their lives for the truth of the resurrection? I'm going to ask that again, because this will change your world. And some of us need our worlds re-rocked, because there's something going on in which the church, the church is not so much needed in the easy times, but the church is needed, that is you, in what we're going through right now. Your neighbors, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your classmates, they need your hope. They need your joy. They need to understand the kindness that comes from you, that, that in the midst of despair, in the midst of pandemics, in the midst of uh, political upheaval, in the midst of people canceling people over whatever reasons, that they hear the church, the people go, but even all in all of that, I still love you. I still love you. And if you're listening online, I tell you, you are part of the most life-giving organism, the church though you may have been hurt or, or somebody may have said something awful to you and they claim that they're a Christian and so forth, if they did, that does not reflect Christ because Christ brings love forward but at the same time doesn't abandon the truth but what people experience is the Spirit of God working in and through you to that person 
And I'm telling you, God is at work ministering through his people if you will let him. And even if the story is true, though some try to avoid the decision because it threatens their way of life, it threatens their moral standards, their hopes, their dreams, their worldly success, their prejudices, their privileges, their freedom they crave, and they're not seeking to discover the truth. Just like Pilate, just like these religious leaders, they weren't seeking to discover the truth, but manage the truth to fit their life they chose or they choose. But here's the one I love, and this is why I love gathering with us in a small group, one-on-one, or in this type of gathering online. There are other believers that, Jesus, that, that believe, others believe that Jesus rose on the third day, incredible as that seems, and their lives reflect the life he gives to those who believe. You reflect the life of Jesus to me. You reflect the life of Jesus to me. Thanks. I hope I reflect the life of Jesus to you. And I hope that, that when we give knuckles or we have you know, one of those, you know, you don't know what to do, right? <laughs> that we still go, oh, that's all good. We reflect Jesus. And all of us know people like that, people in the church, neighbors, coworkers. And I have felt the influence of my father and my mom, my, my father and mother, ancestors, generations ago, who founded families and gave us the life that we live. Who has brought you to the place that you have the life that you live? In my case, it was because of people that believed before me. And that is reason to celebrate. There are people that didn't abandon the faith. They actually believe in the resurrection and they reflect Jesus to people. That's incredible to me. And they gave us life because Jesus gave them new life. So, last question and then we're gonna wrap up. Can Jesus and Easter be canceled? Church services, I guess we could cancel church services and go online, you know, whatever. Public celebrations can be canceled, but the truth of Easter that Jesus rose from the dead can never be canceled. Never be canceled. Cannot be canceled. And this, and this Easter, the words of the angel are no less true to us at this pivotal time in history when the angel said, he is not dead. He is alive. And because he lives... <laughs> He is Lord of all, and because he lives, we live, and because he lives, all life is transformed. I like the old hymn, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth a living just because he lives. So the world can be crumbling around, but the church will not crumble because Jesus is the head. Jesus is the head. All right, bow your head. Close your eyes. All right. Jesus, this Easter, this Easter, we thank you for what you are doing in the church. Not in the building so much, but God in your people. In some of us today, are, we need God, your resurrection power refreshed inside of our soul by your spirit. We need your resurrection power. Fire us up, God, internally. Lord, I pray that over those in this room and those online or those that will listen. Strengthen your church. 
May God, we have a fresh illumination of what your resurrection means, what it meant then, and what it still means to this day. Because you live, we can face tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. Because you live, all fear is gone. Help us, God. Help us. If there's anybody in this room with heads bowed and eyes closed, that you just, you just go, Pastor, I just, and online as well, you just go, I just need, I need some, just a touch from God right now and have been going through a lot, and I just need you to pray for me. I know I'm not laying hands on people and all that, but is there anybody in this room? Just slip up your hand. And I'm not, I'm not gonna call you down, of course. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna pray for you. Anybody? Just today, yeah. I will. It's good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I see you. Yeah. Lord, there are those in this room right now that you know full well. You know every hair on their head. You know every thought in their, in their mind. You know, God, every place from their beginning to the end. And Lord Jesus, you right now see the need, and we ask for you as, as our comforter, Spirit of God, comforter, come and do what only you can do in these lives. And online, those that are listening, online as well, Touch them, Jesus. With, as we continue to pray, and heads bowed and eyes closed, if there's anybody online and you, or in this room, and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to give your life to Jesus, I pray for you right now. Lord Jesus, would you help these individuals that are seeking to know you and come to you? I pray that today they will cross the line of faith, repent of their sins, ask for forgiveness, and find you as their Lord and Savior, their resurrected King, Savior of their life. I pray that they'll come to you and never be the same again. I'm not forcing that guy. I can't force any of that. I can just put it out there, put the seed out there, and God, you water it. You, God, make it grow. Thank you, Jesus. In your awesome and mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. If today you are in need or, or seeking to follow Jesus or you're online and doing that, um, if you're here in the, in the room, I'm gonna be out at the door as you leave today and I would love to connect with you and help you on the journey towards knowing Jesus more. And if you're online, you can go to next steps. Just click on that. And, uh, and so, he is risen. He is risen indeed. So how is that going to change the way you live continually going forward. Well, God's grace will continue to work in and through you, and I can't wait to watch and see how you reflect Jesus Christ. All right. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you want to dive deeper, join Pastor Jason on Tuesday mornings at 1130 for the Truthcast on Instagram Live. And of course, you can access our sermons, devotional series, and podcasts, as well as music and lesson videos for children and families right from the New Hope 365 app, available in any app store.